Welcome to Live from Lockdown, Zach and Dom from our respective houses, keeping you company during this time of self-isolation. We are fresh off releasing the scientific breakthrough sketch, Dom, and it got some great responses online. Did this, is this on the Collection Out Instagram page? Mm. Did you ban me from that? I didn't see it come up. I think so. I haven't there seen were, this is yeah. This is something Zach used to do commonly. Zach used to do this no, all the time no, on would, the radio I show. I would I would hide stories from you so that you couldn't see the responses for because we'd read them out on the show. I don't think I can block you from the actual account. Here we go. Oh dear. Okay, it's up. It's up. You can see it. I can see it. I haven't been blocked. Gosh. All right. Well, there goes my um, reputation. Not that I had anything left, really. It was the last scraps of my reputation. Although saying that, looking through the uh, the comments, it seems to be universally praised. Of course, it is, Dom. Because yeah. it's comedic gold. This was a sketch <laughs> that Collective Down released in 2014 and quickly privated. Yeah. Because the internet couldn't handle it. I <laughs> uh, I'd like to read out a particular message we got, Dom. Sure. This is from Stephen. Stephen says, I liked the scientific breakthrough sketch so much, I'd like to make it into, hang on, mm. a full feature film. What's this guy's name? <laughs> Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Holy crap. Go away. <laughs> I'm too gullible because I was thinking maybe someone had seen it and thought, oh, I'll make it into a proper short film. That'd be really fun. And I thought, I was starting yeah. to go through my mind and I'm like, oh yeah, you could do that actually because you could ha- you could make like a 15 minute film about the the authorities finding out they were wrong about it, and then of course it was uh, it wasn't it wasn't real. So that's a shame. No, this message from Mr. Spielberg goes on. Hmm. Uh, obviously, I can see that there were some problems that you guys encountered during production with the shadows. I'll admit that. <laughs> However, yeah. what I'm most amazed about is how you guys secured a young Tom Hanks to play the scientist. <laughs> <laughs> well, Spielberg's well, worked with Hanks, hasn't budget. he? Spielberg's worked with Hanks. Budget. Yeah. He knows a young Tom Hanks when he sees him. Did you did you know my cousin was, I think, Steven Spielberg's PA for a while? Really? Yeah. My cousin who lives over in America. In, in what country? America. She America. she was a film student and then worked in film for a while. And I'm pretty sure she was Spielberg's PA. She certainly met him. Um, and I do realise... <laughs> I realise there's a space between meeting somebody and being their PA. That that that's quite a wide gap. But there was some sort of a story about ten years ago with her and Steven Spielberg working Is this together. Your first cousin? Yeah, yeah, my cousin Karen. I feel like you should know that if what? they worked for Steven Spielberg. Do you want me to call Mum? I can call Mum right now on the show. Do you want to call mum on this mm-hmm. podcast? And I'll see. She'll give us the answer. Let me give mum a call. She's just downstairs, so I could just call her up into the room. But we'll do it this way. Hey, Mum, you're on the podcast with Zach and I. I was just wondering, did Karen was Karen uh, Steven Spielberg's PA? No, but... No, what did she do? <laughs> she um, she took um, Spielberg's mail from where she was working with the um, another one of the major companies. I can't remember what they were, what the name was. So she met him and gave him mail? No, I think she just took his mail. I don't think she met him. I don't know if she met him. 
Okay. Just, yeah, so it's pretty pretty um, boring now, isn't it? Maybe yeah. you need to ask her direct. Yeah, okay. I might get in touch. Anyway, thanks, Mum. Anything <laughs> you want to – if people haven't heard you for six months since the radio show finished, anything you want to pass on? Any stories? Oh, I hope everyone's doing well and staying put and yep. safe. Okay, great. Thanks, Mum. <laughs> okay. Beautiful message from Judy there. That was lovely. Uh, well, it sounds like you messed that story up a little bit. <laughs> okay, she delivered mail for Steven Spielberg once. Didn't even see him. Saw his <laughs> name on a letter. And he's his PA. I guess, like, I yeah. guess picking up mail probably is the role of a PA. But... That's what I mean. And she was working mm-hmm. in, in studios over in America. Like, she she works with horses now, though. She moved into being a vet, I think. Found the film industry not, a bit hard to crack. P- oh, okay, sorry. They're not famous for <laughs> not the PA to Black Black Beauty now. <laughs> no, no, not not to my knowledge. Anyway, uh, well, look, the, the fact is that Scientific Breakthrough sketch is out there. And the good news about that, you know how they... I, I don't know if you've come across with politicians this idea of getting all your skeletons out of the closet early in your... Like, if you want to be a politician, any skeleton you might have, get it out early so there's nothing later on to, to be used against you. what is this in relation... Why would this be a skeleton? Because of the writing or because of the acting or because of the production? What's um, the issue with it? Well, probably all of the above. Maybe not the production. I won't throw anyone else under the bus. Mostly the writing and the acting, but also partially the decision to do comedy around whaling. Um, you know, there's just I a few you things. I thought you were going to end that... I thought you were going to end that sentence with the decision to do comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I have thought before, actually, that if I ever, like, in a different life, like 20 years' time, when I'm, you know, in my mid-40s, if I decided to run for office, like, become my local member, they could find a lot of stuff on me from the stuff we've done over the years. Do you know, like, Mm. the, the person I'm competing against, my opposition, they would be able to dig up stuff about you, you know, do you really want this man leading your suburb? And it would be me being sprayed with a super soaker. You'd look so different. Yeah, that's true. I guess Peter Garrett did it, didn't he? he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I wonder if that's going to be like that for everyone, though, because there's so many photos of people on the internet that could be taken out of context. I'm thinking of that one where we covered you in tape remember when we had to it's on you can scroll through places now instagram is that still up photos yeah it, it's um it it, it was a, a time where people were making tape dresses online mm. and so i thought we could make a tape dress for you i i honestly at the time didn't realize how much of a certain <laughs> fetish it appeared to be like at the I wasn't I, my memory is that maybe carrie bickmore wore that dress to the logies and that we were trying no, that to see a, if it would suit me. No, that was a different one. We, was that a different one? We did one? it around similar times. So or about a week okay. or two apart. Yeah, right. Okay. So that, oh, that... hang on. No, no, no. This was definitely... No, this was... That was... Yeah, because I remember there was a trend where people were covering themselves in tape. Yeah. They okay. were mostly female. Yeah. I didn't... I only saw female <laughs> ones, so... Well, see, and my we me- tried to do a male version. My memory of that night was... I don't have a lot of, like, body hair... But ripping that gaffer tape off me no, after we took the photo. it wasn't gaffer tape. It was oh, not gaffer tape. It, it was, was electric tape. Well, that's and the it same was thing. secured to your body yeah. very sparsely. Well, it still like hurt. It, was, it, it still hurt. It was not... No, gaffer tape and electric tape would feel very different. Sure. The, the point is it still hurt. Yeah, I feel like you're overshadowing that that fact. It still hurt. And I don't ever remember you, by the way, just as a sidebar, in the years of doing radio, I don't remember you ever being, in any sense, unclothed. And I feel like that happened to me a lot. 
I, I, you streaked on your own accord. I didn't streak on my own accord. You dared me to do a yes, nudie run. No, I did not. No, I did not. You suggested out of the blue, and yeah. it was very strange because you're a little like. Yeah. I remember once we wanted to show your ankle on film, and you yeah. didn't want us to show your ankle. Remember that Michael had to stand in as your ankle. <laughs> That's right. I, well, I was really self-conscious about. You know me. I wear jeans everywhere. I'm. I'm a very. I'm yeah, very you self-conscious. Like your white about, ankles. I'm very but pale-skinned. The- but the, the that's what I, that's my knowledge of you. And then mm. one night on the radio, you said, "If we get three out of three tonight, I'll streak through the radio station." I thought, "Where the hell did that come from?" <laughs> now I did rig the game after that so that we did get three from three. Yeah, you did, and then was, maybe more harshly. Radio, actually, when was that? That that was probably three years ago. Go back and find that one. More harshly, I think after that, it was quite a cold night, and I ran outside on the and balcony you got naked. Outside. Yeah, I got locked outside because my security pass back into the building was in my clothes and my jeans. Which were on the floor See, of the I studio. Didn't, no one set that up. That was your own <laughs> incompetence. Yeah, and it, where the radio station used to be based back then, it was on quite a busy road. Like that was quite a thoroughfare uh, through the city. It was. And so I Even did. At midnight. Yeah, I did get quite a few unusual looks um, that particular night. Hey Dom, on the show today. Speaking of me never getting any um, heat my way, I want to run mm. by some lookalikes I've got online. Oh, okay. In the last 12 hours, actually. Sure. Uh, we spoke about this last podcast, and I want to check in with that. There's a uh, kid's song mm. uh, that I've recently I've recently rethought that I want to get your opinions on as well. Do you have anything you want to talk about? Uh, well, there's a bit of a possum-related incident going on here at, at my house, uh, and I know that you've been... You're an expert when it comes to possums in the house. You've been dealing with possums for, for years now. How are your possums going? Is it just the one or is it two? Mm, hard to tell. They look kind of similar. There were two a few months ago. I don't know the situation mm. because it's had a baby a few times over the last few yeah, years, okay. and it can't be the same baby because yeah. I think they grow up pretty quick. Sure. And so I think it probably has... A baby, and then the baby moves on. I'm right, sure. okay. But it's not a. Cu- uh, it's I not did a couple. Hear it last night. Oh yeah. I did hear it last night. I haven't seen it in a couple of weeks. I also haven't seen the snake in a couple of weeks. So don't know if they're related. That's that's a bit dark. Well, see, the thing with the possum at this place is we're kind of in the opposite situation as you. I'm trying to entice a possum. You're trying to what? remove a possum. Oh, oh well. I mean, I'm comfortable with the possum at the moment, but yeah. yeah. Um, why am I t- trying to entice one? Well, because, so I, um, I, there's a few possums in this area, which I didn't know until recently. I didn't really pay attention well, to Well, of course, them. because of the wild, uh, the wilderness corridor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, there's a bush corridor next to my house. It, it, it might only be 20 metres long, but, you know, it's still 20 metres wide, but it is still a bush corridor. And uh, there's a fair few possums around. I don't ever paid attention, but one of the things this lockdown has done has made me look around a little bit closely and I've realised I love possums. When I'm out in the hammock at dusk every afternoon, there's a possum box on the tree just out in the yard, and I see the possum climb out of its possum box and climb up the tree. And now I've started uh, feeding the possum apple occasionally. I leave some apple out for the possum because I just think it's a nice little treat for this possum. But the thing is, I have this problem now where this possum doesn't come here every day. It only comes here every four or five days, and I'm trying to find a way to make it more regular. I want it here every night. It's like a pet. What type of possum is it? I have seen brush-tail possums at your house mm. before. Have you? I imagine it would be a brush-tail possum. Yeah, where did you see a brush-tail? Uh, in the box. In the box. I pointed really? it out to you and you didn't seem to be too interested. 
<laughs> yeah, it's possibly Actually, true. I've seen brush sale possums. You have two possum boxes at your house. I've seen one in both of them. Yeah, the other possum box actually. Remember when we were filming that sketch in that um that old it was house hunting in 2018. That's right. Yep. And uh, one that we haven't privatized. You can go watch that one. You can watch that. And one. it's uh it it's um like a little paws were hanging out of the possum box. You weren't that interested that day. <laughs> Clearly wasn't. I've come around to possums though. The other possum box, unfortunately, in the other garden has just been ripped out this morning in an act of gardening. But that hasn't been used for some wait, time. Wait, hang on. Um, on purpose? Yeah, yeah. Uh, not by me. That was from the parents. They wanted to clear out that Destroyed? garden. No, no, no. It's intact, possum. so we might, we might put it on another tree. Although I haven't seen that possum box used for some time. But this particular possum, here's the thing, right? I don't understand, because you Google about possums, and everyone is, how do I get possums out of my guard? How do I get possums to stop eating my plants? These sorts of things. Possums are like, it's like a gift. It's like, if you don't have a dog where you live, having a possum nearby, it's like having a little friend, a little pet. Right. You don't agree? Yeah, well, there's no problem with them. I don't know. Well, the only issue I have is that they eat your vegetables. But if you put up a fence or mm. a bit of chicken wire, you can keep them out, which is what I've had to do. Oh, I don't have any problem with them. They're native animals. Although they're, I will say that they're, they're noises. I, do you know what I do have a problem with? Yeah. You're not going to like this. Mm. Don't feed native animals. <laughs> I read online it's a nice thing to do. From like you shouldn't humans should not interfere with wildlife. Okay, I understand your point. However, the possum ate out of my hand last night, Zach, and it was the cutest thing I've ever seen. No, uh, so you don't want it to become reliant. No, on I know that food source. Certainly not. I will not be feeding it nightly. It's a very rare treat. And you also don't want it to become. Um, I have heard. Remember, we got that story on the radio once of someone who would, who would uh. This is an amazing story. Mm. They would put nail polish on their the claws of the possums in their oh, area right. so they could tell them apart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's I do right. know that there are people there are tame ones out there that are very comfortable with yeah. humans, but I I also don't think you want them to be I think and uh, a wild animal should be afraid of humans. That yeah. that should be their disposition. I, I, I see your point. Um, counterpoint, though, have you ever had a possum eat out of your hand? Because it's really cute, Zach. It's like yeah. to have this animal decide I'm going to trust you and gently ease itself down. It's making me rethink a lot of my life, actually, because I feel like Isn't I haven't it, necessarily what been... What lessons have you learned? Well, I don't think I've necessarily... And maybe this has come across on the radio show. I'm not sure I've always been the greatest friend to animals and to wildlife generally. Well, I don't, you gave no, that possum a lift that time. <laughs> That was pretty nice. That time you found a possum in your backseat. <laughs> Maybe that's where possums and I sort of started out our, our relationship. No, look, I, I I don't think I've done anything dodgy necessarily to animals, but obviously I do consume a few of them in my diet. And mm. on, on top of that, I remember back to when we speak about the possum and I'd make some jokes about dark ways of getting rid of this possum. And I just think I'm a changed man. I just think now... Well, did you apologise? To the possum might listen to the radio. They're nocturnal. Yeah, that's true. They'll probably listen to the show late at night. That's true. Look, any animal who listens to this who is offended by something I've done, I'm very sorry. Because I do think I'm a bit of a wildlife warrior now. It's a new sort of thing I'm taking on. But I was thinking of signing up to these these, these wildlife volunteer things. Okay, hang on. So let's go on, let's say something like Greenpeace or something like that. Sure, yeah. And go through maybe some of their recommendations of how you could be good to wildlife. Sure. Um, out of changing their natural diet, mm. changing their 
living area, yeah, their natural habitat, uh, and actively consuming a lot of their friends. <laughs> Okay. What box are you ticking off? I, I, uh, I doubt that the possum in my backyard has met the chickens I eat. That's pretty <laughs> unlikely. You've got to be fair, that's pretty unlikely. But, so friends is a strong word. And also possums are really territorial. I don't think they like many other possums. Then they have a very select group of possums they like. why this one comes and goes. That's what I was going to comment on. My mm. reading is that the brush tails are quite territorial and will stick to an area. And so I thought it would stay in the same little den or the same possum box. But I wonder if they have a couple within their territory. Yeah, it must do. Uh, it must have a few different spots it likes to sleep, somewhere in the bush corridor maybe. Um, but but the the thing is, like, I was thinking the other, uh, the other day that I might sign up for, there's like a wildlife volunteers thing where if someone finds wildlife that's in trouble, they'll call you and you get a help. You are not ready for that. What, what do you mean I'm not ready for that? Why not? You fed a possum once and you think you can go <laughs> help animals in distress? Well, I'll go to the training you know course. That, you know that when you get called out for them, yeah. they're going to be like attacked by dogs and stuff like that. Yeah, that's heavy. Yeah, that's heavy. I mean, I, I look, I'm they're not saying... They're yeah, going in trouble. That's why people are calling. I'm not suggesting that I'm going to be ready to be like a paramedic vet. Or, do vet paramedics exist? Like a vet ambulance. Yeah. Because that is a great idea. Um, no, well, there's like, uh, I think there's a lot of, like, the RSPCA. I sure. called, uh, what did I call once? The RSPCA put you onto this volunteer group who's doing pretty much what you suggest. Yeah, right. Is that they'll come out and help. Because I thought the possum was in trouble. Remember when I told you about this? That's right, because yes. Screaming that was coming from the floorboards. And yeah. it was intense. It was really intense. The dogs were going insane. Thankfully, the dogs were inside at the time, but they were like scratching out the floorboards, trying to dig it up mm. and howling. And um, and there was a possum hanging out of the, the den just by its tail for... Well, the tail was hanging out for maybe a couple of hours. Mm. It ended up leaving. I don't know where it is, what happened. I figure now they must have just had a fight and one of them must have been stunned. You know, like yeah, they yeah. got into a state of shock, I think. But I called the wildlife people. See, they said they weren't going to come out. They said, ah, it doesn't sound like that it's in trouble. Right. So you're, I you're, called yeah. my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law is like, uh, she's dealt with a lot of animal problems over the years. Mm. And I wanted some advice. I was hoping she was going to give me a number to call. And she goes, yeah, you're just going to have to pull it out by the tail. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, that's... you Because she was working under the assumption it was dead. And she's like, you're going to have to pull it out by the tail, put it in a plastic bag, you know, seal it a few times and put it in the bin. And I'm like, hell no, I'm not Jeez. doing that. And thankfully I didn't because it was still alive. Can you imagine the commotion <laughs> that that would have caused? Yeah, you would have had some, some, some scratch marks for sure. But mm. the, the thing is, I'm pretty sure you're right as well. That if another brush tail tries to come into one brush tail's territory, they can fight. I've heard a few of that, a bit of that going on in the Would you be able nearby. to identify your possum in a line? Yeah, I would. Are you that close? Polly. What are its... Polly's his name. What, is it, what are the distinct... Oh, you're sure it's a boy? No, but I'm calling no. him or her Polly. Uh, what are the distinguishing features? Yeah. Uh, oh, I think it's more of a soul kind of connection. Like, I don't think I could tell from... You look into its eyes. Yeah, I don't think I could tell necessarily from... Well, because here's the other thing. Like, how many possums will gently come down and take apple from my hand? Not many. They're pretty scared of humans. Whereas Polly has come to trust me. So that's how I would tell. I do it like... um, 
you know, I would stand near the lineup of possums with apple in my hand. Whoever came forward and ate from my hand is Polly. And do you touch it? <laughs> what, like pat it like a dog? Yeah. No, like I've not done petting. that. I've not done that yet. Is that on the list of things you'd well, like I, to do? I, I don't know if they like that. I don't. I imagine that probably feels like some sort of handling, and I'm not sure they like that. Okay. But um, you're sure they like the apple? Oh, he loves the apple. I'm going to get some banana tonight, I think. Okay. Um, do you recite any poetry, or is it just pretty... <laughs> just an exchange of fruit and veg? Well, here's the thing, because uh, your possums initially were going nuts over your veggie garden, weren't they? They loved it when you moved in, because you basically, you gave them an amazing food source. They, forget well, eucalyptus you leaves. A, can, can I tell you a crazy story that happened a few months ago? Yeah. So I made, I've made now out of pallets, I made like these raised, quite similar to that thing I tried to get from your house. <laughs> That's right, that mum wouldn't let you have. You know the raised garden beds? It's like a wooden, it's yeah. a wooden raised planter. And your mum wouldn't let me have it, even though she was throwing it out. We came with the, I remember just as we'd moved into the, this new place, the old owners had left it there. And Zach, I remember the first thing we came over, you're like, can I have them? Handmade wooden, and I don't mean handmade as in like artisan. I mean, like, it was like, you know, not great. It wasn't put together extremely well. It wasn't a craftsman who's made this. Yeah, and you just said, can I have it? And mum wanted to keep uh, well, it. Well, you had it in a junk pile because you were about yes. to knock down that shed and it was That's next right. to the shed. And I'm like, yeah. are you getting rid of this? Because I'll, can I have it? Yeah. And your mum said no because she wanted to keep it as a nod to the original owners. <laughs> of the house. And then do, do you know she called me like a few months later and offered no. it to me, but I had to get, I had to get it by five o'clock that afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> But by Why? that stage, I'd already made my own. Oh, because you, you were have... having an engagement party or something like that. Oh, the next day, that and must she was have trying to get rid. Sure. She was trying to clear the yard, and <laughs> um, but by that stage, I'd already made my own. So I've made these planters out of these pallets, which is like uh, it's kind of just like a wooden box that I've put soil in to mm. keep the possums to keep it off the ground. Sure. And then I put chicken wire or like bird wire. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Some type of wire around it, mm. and that's been really good to keep the possums out. And so. The wire and raised bed combo would be a meter to a meter and a half off the ground. It's quite a high way up. And they can't climb the chicken wire because it's very uh, loose. It won't support them. And I had parsley in there. I was looking at it one day and it was eaten. But no signs of forced entry. Mm. Felt like I was a police officer. This is like very strange. It's like the opening to a CSI episode. Yeah. I was like, how did the possum... Get this. This is incredible. Has it opened <laughs> up? Has it, you know, it's cut the wire, got in, and then welded it again? I'm picturing Tom Cruise-esque hanging down from the roof, lowering down and sneaking through. Okay, you say that as a joke. <laughs> I look above the planter. Yeah. And there was a tree branch in no. the tree the possum goes into. And I thought, no. No, I grabbed the branch yeah. and I applied some force to it yeah. around what I estimated the weight of the possum to be. Sure. When you put that weight on the branch, it <laughs> fell completely into the bed. And so it had walked out on a branch. It had lowered into the bed. It had no. eaten the parsley. Then it had climbed back up again. That's impressive. Like you've got it's, to give. Isn't that, that impressive? <laughs> you you've got to give. The, I know you probably were annoyed you lost your parsley, your parsley, but that's no, well, really I didn't good. Didn't eat that much actually. I thought it, was, it just ate its fair share and then moved on. Uh, yeah. And I just slow clapped in the yard. I thought 
<laughs> you, you have that. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's phenomenal. That is, uh, they're, they're pretty smart animals, I think, possums. Just in terms of how they're able to judge, I can make this jump from this tree to that tree. You know, they, they seem to have amazing well, sort of... when you really watch them, they're actually... Uh, sometimes they're less dexterous than <laughs> right, okay. um, you might think. They're not like cats. Right, sure. No, I mean, When you watch them closely, when they're really moving, they're not being very precise. Right, okay. Well, see, we've got a lot of like uh, above-ground power lines still in this suburb alongside all the trees. And so almost any night you look out, you will see possums all along the power lines. Yeah, possum highway. Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, I don't understand how they're not getting electrocuted. Um, I don't really They'd understand how that works. Otherwise, no. But I saw one across two wires. I saw one possum across two wires, and it seemed fine. So, so that's when you get the bats, you know, when the bat hangs down. Yeah. Or they fly across multiple wires. Mm. I yeah. saw one fall off the wires once in West End. A possum. Just fl- yeah, flat bang straight on the cement. That's dark. No, well, it got up and just ran away. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, geez, that's like a four meter fall. <laughs> well, they're pretty good. They're pretty nifty. Anyway, I've taken up all my time talking about possums. I feel like I'm I'm robbing you of your chance. You've been very upset uh, last podcast, but also historically that you don't like the comparisons that I give you for your who you look like, your celebrity doppelgangers. No. However, you've never been able to return serve. You don't well, have any for me. Uh, well, no, and, and part of that is because I'm really bad at uh, I'm really bad generally at being able to to pick lookalikes. When someone says it, I can be like, oh, of course, but I'm never like I remember one night I spent three hours looking up a list of celebrities to see which ones looked a bit like you, but I I couldn't really. So you put some effort in. I thought you could have been a young Christopher Walken, maybe with some so effort. You almost spent as long looking up. Mm. celebrity lookalikes for me than you did to take the time it took you to do the monologue in the scientist <laughs> breakout sketch. That was a slow run up there. I didn't know where know, we were going. I know. I know. <laughs> I was so clear in my mind and then I stumbled so much. I hit the first four hurdles. I was the favorite for the race. They said, there's no way that he can't get this. He said, there's no way he can't win. Oh my goodness. He's hit the first four. <laughs> Uh, so I've what- actually really struggled on this podcast. I don't know if it's because I'm sitting on my couch. Yeah, I just have mind blanks when I'm yeah, trying I'm to sure. think of names and words. And you know, the other day it took me like I I forgot who Tom Hanks was. No, I was like that guy in Castaway. <laughs> you remember that on the podcast? I was like that guy in Castaway. Oh, that's right. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I just I'm forgetting. I think it's just because I'm kicked back here. I need to sit on a, a, a seat that's a little bit more elevated. Also, maybe because we used to do the podcast in the middle of the night, mm. doing this now in the middle of the day might put me off a little bit. But I did yeah. want to get onto these uh, these comparison stuff because some sure. people have helped you out. I don't think it was in reference to helping you out, but I think it might. Uh, mm. These have actually come in, well, two out of the three of them, in the last 12 hours on TikTok. Wow. People saying that I look like certain things. I told you previously. So I'm going to give you three of these and you tell me how mm. you look at uh how you feel about it yeah whether you think they're accurate i told you yep. previously uh i got a tiktok comparison to vance joy what do you think no that's garbage your hair your joy hair look. look there was a stage it's not anymore but there was a stage where your hair was a bit vance joy but no no that's that's too flattering keep going <laughs> is that what we're gonna judge it on <laughs> yeah of course how it flattering is. it is absolutely after what i've had to put up with yes that's why we're judging it a uh, james a caster 
I f- he's a British comedian, is that comedian. right? That's right. Let he's me have a look. Him up if you yeah. don't know him. I, I do know him. I've seen a bit of his stuff. Oh, yeah, I do see that, actually. That looks a I lot like, like that you. Might be, that is a little more feel as well. Yeah, yeah. And tall. And similar clothing sense, judging by the Google images that are coming up. Um, you could you is, could play him I in a movie. James a. Caster, I I well, I think he's a performer, much more established <laughs> and better than I. And so yeah, I don't sure. think usually if you're if you're recreating the life of a performer, would you get someone less talented wow. to play them in the movie? No, I would think that's pretty common. Do you think that, uh, for example, Taron Egerton is as talented as Alison John? No, but I, it's. That one's retrospective, so Elton John's not going to play himself as a 20-year-old. <laughs> well, he might have if they'd asked. No, the, the thing is, though, so the alternative... Well, didn't he do, like, a great job? Didn't Tarantino he do, did. like, an oh, awesome job He did that? an amazing job, but he's as talented as Elton John, you know, the songbird of the 20th century. The The thing I was going to say, though, Zach, on, on James Acaster, so you could play him in a movie, but... The alternative to that, so you think that's outrageous. The alternative is he plays you in a movie, and that means your life has to go on to some sort no, of well, level. It depends, depends, but it might not be. What I'm saying is, at the moment, I would be performing his life as a performer, whereas right. maybe he mm. could play my life where something else happens. Maybe I'll yeah, be okay. hold up or something like that. Or sure, yeah, uh, that's fair. Hopefully not, but my arm gets stuck under a rock in a right. 127 hours style situation. So James Acaster can play you. Tom Hanks can play me. Um, in the film there would be a bit of an age gap but Tom Hanks I've seen him in big he can pull off different ages what's he doing in big he goes he becomes a 12 year old is that right I think that's right yeah you haven't seen seen big big is a brilliant film you sit down tonight with your wife and watch big it's brilliant you'll love it you'll laugh until you you cry it's lovely okay the last one I had to look this up so I imagine you would Mm. I'm probably pronouncing this wrong. I'm taking a crack sure. at how this is meant to be pronounced. Yeah. Dan TDM. TDM. British YouTuber. Dan TDM. Uh, no, I'm not seeing that one, really. Have you I'm looked at this one? You, do you do you see that one? He's got blue hair. That's a bit of a throw-off. Yeah, to be honest. And I can really look past hair colour. Like in terms of comparisons. So I'm, I'm not able to look at the actual facial structure. But there we go. I found a picture of him without the blue hair. I still don't really You're see it. it. No, I don't no. really see it. I think his face is too smooth for you. Okay. Not that you've got... I don't want to suggest you have a rough face. You've got a, a, a lovely um, f- face. <laughs> nice and... Yeah. But, but I'm just saying this guy's got like... You would be awful at a roast. <laughs> He's like, you, you fumble over and backtrap on every comment that you make. No, I'm just saying that, that he looks like he's moisturised that face a couple of times a day his whole life. You know, whereas you've got a bit you more know, of it's stubble probably likely stuff. as a YouTuber. Yeah. It is possible that that's the way that the video's edited. Oh, it was every picture of him I saw. Yeah, but maybe you could be right. Anyway, which one do you most like? He might like? be a beauty YouTuber. I don't think he is. I think he does gaming. Which, which of the comparisons? Oh, are you, which of the comparisons are you most on board with? If you're casting Zach uh, Mander in the film, the one I can see the least is that last one, the YouTuber. Yeah, okay. the other two I can understand that. I think I'm a poor man's Vance Joy, mm. and probably a poor man's James Acaster as well. 
Okay. Uh, you know how I see a bit? I was thinking the other day, actually, because um, after we had that chat, I was thinking, who are some Australian legends that I think mm-hmm. you could play in a film? I actually think if we got you the right hair colour and a goatee, you could play Shannon Knoll. What do you mean that doesn't make any sense? You have the facial structure and the eyes. You have the eyes of Shannon Knoll. It's like a narrow face. Um, Well, I have been known as an Aussie battler. Yeah. And I do feel like that I represent the people. I swear, if you dyed your hair black and you got a goatee and you wore like Mm. that shark tooth necklace. Like a flavor saver. Yeah, yeah. And, And you wore that shark tooth necklace. Uh, that he used to wear with like a black t-shirt, you would look like Shannon Knoll. I'm doesn't adamant. He's got like an. Doesn't he have a Southern Cross tattoo as well? I think he might. So that, that's mm. just another option for you. You know, you could play. And I don't know why they haven't done quite seriously. Why they haven't done Shannon Knoll the biopic yet? I feel like there was a stage where the Australian TV networks were making a bunch of biopics, and I feel like they had a lot more room to move than than where they stopped. Yeah, there's highs, there's lows. What yeah. was that thing last year? The strip, out of strip the, club. The strip club. Yeah. Was it? Is that what happened? Yeah, Crazy I think so. Or something? Yeah, something what like was that. The club called. I don't remember, but he did get kicked what, out of the yell? strip club. Didn't he yell? Don't you effing know who I am or something like that? I I don't remember the details, but then I remember he went on stage. Yeah, I a feel short like while we're in dangerous territory. Well, I remember he went on stage Trying afterwards. Trying to regurgitate a uh, impossible <laughs> slanderous story from memory. <laughs> but I think afterwards, when he was performing, everyone was cheering him for it. So there was this sense in which... Oh, no, that's right. That was the other controversy. He uh, yeah. had a go at someone in the crowd in quite an unsavory way. That might be right. That might be right. Do you know I, I met Shannon Noll once? Have I told you? This is at a radio station event for the radio station a few years ago. I met Shannon Noll. And I was chatting to him at the back and he asked me what my name was and I said, Dom. And we chatted for another minute about what his day had been like in Brisbane. And then he was leaving and he said, nice to meet you, Stephen, and walked off. And I, <laughs> I never really understood how in his mind Dom became Stephen. Like I can understand if he'd forgotten my name over the minute. He'd meet a lot of people. But to so confidently jump in with Stephen was, uh, anyway, I didn't complain. Let's, uh, let's try to, oh, okay. I just, I just wanted to check that I was being accurate on one of these stories. Mm. So I, I googled Shannon Noll crowd, and the article says that just the headline is all I can see. Mm. Shannon Noll apologizes for foul mouthed on stage rant at dot dot dot. <laughs> so I think that was. Yep. Pr- and then I'll Google Shannon Noll strip club. Uh, cl- club. Not strip. Up, oh, the top return is. Shannon Noll breaks silence on strip club incident. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Do you know what oh, I think? It says, I didn't. And then his quote is, I yeah. didn't dot, dot, dot. So let's see what the end of this headline is. <laughs> oh, okay. That could go anyway. Um, I, did, I didn't mean to do it. I didn't do it. I didn't have any regrets. I know. He said, Shannon Noll breaks silence on strip club incident. I didn't mm. assault anyone. Is what he said. And that's good. That's good, Noll. <laughs> Noll was hit with an assault charge that was dropped last month. I see. Okay. Here's an idea. If you were casting a breakfast radio show and you wanted it to really appeal to, you know, Aussie spirit, Shannon Noll, Shannon Noll and Shane Warne. Shannon and Shane. Um, Shannon, Shane. Yeah. And uh, Kath and Kim in character. That's good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> the morning zoo. Gina Riley and Jane Turner, but not... Yes. As themselves. No. 
No, it has to be as Kath and Kim. You'd have to. It would. It would be called Kath, Kim, and Shane with Shannon Knoll or something like that. Or Kath, Kim, and Shannon with Shane. With Nolsey, of course. And the Spin King, not Shane. (laughs) You know, and they'd always refer to him on the show as Spin King. Spin King, you got a story for us? I think that actually. I. I. It sounds like a joke, but I think that show would go off. That would be brilliant. I'm trying to keep these a little shorter. Last one went over 50 minutes. So let's get to what's he whistling. Yeah. Well, I mean, a bit of a what's he whistling controversy, actually, because while we did have a bunch of correct guesses come through, it was uh, last time I was whistling Careless Whisper, George Michael. Nobody actually requested a TV theme that I could see, which was our, our main instruction. People were requesting other songs. So uh, oh, I, are you just going to take it on your own? Yeah. Yeah. Have I've a just, TV theme. Yeah, because I know that that's what you really want to do, and mm. ultimately that's what the segment's about. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying it was interesting to me that, that, you know, the thing was next time we're going to do TV themes, and people weren't requesting TV themes, and that's fine. I mean, maybe they, they're only half listening. Maybe. I imagine there's a bunch of people who probably download the podcast, skip right to the end for the whistle, and that's all they stick around for. Oh, that's actually a really good idea if you want to get in first. That's true. Yeah, next episode, because you're too late now if you're hearing this full way through. Yeah, but it doesn't even, like, it, being first doesn't really matter. Well, it does matter. We've we've deemed that that's no, not... No, 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 no. Don picks them. If you're first and you've suggested a song I know and like to whistle, then you, you're good. It's the first person yeah, so in with a song. you still go through it chronologically. Like. So they get yeah. first shot at it. Yeah, completely. Exactly. You get first shot. So, uh, anyway, uh, I've taken it it's on my like own. It's like when they one. go, by the way, here's a bit of a radio insight. Mm. If you ever, if there's ever a promo with a chance to win a million dollars, there yeah. is no way in hell that that person <laughs> is going to win a million dollars. That's why they make such a big deal when someone's at, when, when they say we're giving away a million dollars. They make such a bigger deal about it because they're Which actually giving it away. Ever happened. I'm not sure it has. Yeah, because but. that's why they have to. They the radio industry has screwed itself over so much mm. that when they actually give away something good, the promos are mainly about how we're actually going to give it away. I know, I know. They have, for so many years, it's like <laughs> we're going to give away a million dollars and they obviously don't. And it's yeah. like your chance at a million dollars. You know why? Because they get those insured. Yeah. There's insurance companies that put up the money. Mm. And to be insured for the million dollars, it has to be a certain level of difficulty. And that's why they have these crazy stages. And yes. so it's like you have to find... It's never like you, you just have to pick something off the wall. It can it can never be one stage of chance. So it's like you have to throw a uh, dart at a balloon on a wall. You have to mm. hit the right one. That will give you a key. Then with yes. that key, you've got to pick the right box to dig out. Once you've picked out the right box, that will have a shovel in it. And you have to find the thing buried on the beach with that shovel in 30 seconds. It, yes. it will be so difficult to actually win. Yeah, and, and so they'll what they get is three or four months of promos playing on air, which make it sound like there's a million dollars to be given away. And it's often over in the first 30 seconds when they actually do it. Yes. Because at the first hurdle, they trip, kind of like me trying to tell that joke before. <laughs> yeah, completely. And at the most, somebody wins maybe $5,000. $10,000 would be a good one. Generally, the million-dollar promos end up at $10,000, which is still not bad. I mean, no one's complaining. Well, well, we will give a, I think we should give a notable mention to our radio session we were based in last year because they actually mm. did give away a house. That yeah, was that, pretty good. That legitimately that happened. That was the biggest one I've heard of. But in saying that, when they were doing that, I remember there were promos saying, yes, yeah, we're... all the promos are like, we're actually going to give it away because <laughs> no one believed that they would. 
Because all the other stations are like, your chance at a house, your chance at a car. How would they do cars? How would a brand new house feel? Well, you might win one. (laughs) You won't is the secret. But they did. They did do that. And I do think I remember even we went to the day they gave away that house. And I remember people. Someone came up to me there and said, "Are they actually giving away a house?" And I thought, "Yeah, I know, it's, it's kind of like because that's where the radio industry is. They yeah, screwed themselves over for so long. Yeah, uh, building things up. It's kind of like when uh, promos say it's the greatest night of TV ever. Totally. Like, yeah. Well, it can't just keep being the greatest night of TV. It's yeah. It we a radio station we used to work at. This was a uh, community station. They <laughs> yeah. did a similar thing." where they used to get uh, old Taylor Swift interviews and they would insert <laughs> their voices into them and they would say that they were interviewing Taylor Swift. Now, we do that, Dom, but yeah. we did that as a, as a joke. You'd yeah. make the artists say funny things and you'd make it, you'd take it out of context and everyone would know that you're not actually talking to Taylor Swift. These guys <laughs> pretended they were talking to Taylor Swift. And this is on a tiny radio station. A radio station where Guy Sebastian would have been a huge interview. Oh, enormous. Well, they had Matt Preston in studio once. Matt Preston was in studio. And it was the biggest thing all year. Yeah, it was enormous. So they come in, they start doing this radio show, and they start going, we've got Taylor Swift this afternoon. And it was just so unbelievable. (laughs) I'm like, guys, no one is going to believe you. No one is going to believe you. Mm. And then I always thought they screwed themselves over because when they when Matt Preston did come in, yeah, you know that wasn't a big deal anymore because people would be like, yeah, but didn't you talk to Taylor Swift yesterday? Well, you're forgetting the you're forgetting the maybe cruelest part of the Taylor Swift story. Yeah, well, I left that one out on purpose because <laughs> I'm not positive my memory is correct on this. <laughs> But I'm pretty. I'm, uh, there well, is a level of, yeah. of fog that's in my mind about this, but I will say what I recall the situation being. Sure. Is I do think they may have asked on the phones for the, any kids listening if they would like to ask Taylor Swift a question <laughs> to give them a call. And then I believe what I recall happening was they had to obviously tell the kid what question to ask yeah, because yes. they had a pre recorded answer. <laughs> And they'd be like, hey, ask her how she's enjoying a tour of England. And they'd be like, what do you mean tour of England? That doesn't make any sense. Just ask her. How are you, en- how are you enjoying your tour of England, Taylor? Yeah, yeah, I love coming to England. Thanks for that question. <laughs> well, I mean, I imagine it would have been a nightmare to edit out the, you know, thanks, Ben. I appreciate your call. Like, get the names out there. Because that would have been tricky unless they had to find people with the same names that she was answering questions to. But when you're right. I first got into radio, I was told that that was a common occurrence. However, I never really saw it. No, that was a one-off. Then. I think yeah. it was a thing of the past. I think years ago, people used to pretend interviews were their own. It is. But, it, um, yeah, it's it's a funny thing, though, because you're right. When you listen to a community station and they just say when they come on air, they don't even make a big deal about it. It's not, they didn't this even is the make biggest a big deal yeah. of it. It's Taylor like Swift joining us in half an hour. Swift. We'll have the local newsreader with the headlines at, you know, five to the hour. And then Taylor Swift, a little country artist you might have heard, is going to pop by. It's just, you're right. And then Matt Preston comes in or Daryl Summers, as they also had in there. And Daryl Summers, similarly a big deal. And when those artists come in, or oh, I don't know if you, yeah, I guess Daryl Summers and Matt Preston are artists. When they would come in, there would be this sense of... The of food artist. Yeah, food artists. But there'd be this sense of complete excitement in the station. But I imagine to the listeners a sense of underwhelmment. Mm. Yeah. Get Taylor in. 
Exactly. All right, what's he whistling? Anyway, so I'm doing this off my own bat this time. What's he whistling? Dom's learned how to whistle in self-isolation thanks to YouTube. Yeah. He's now taking requests for TV themes. If you think you know what it is, contact mm. us on Facebook. Yep. That's where that's the inbox that Dom checks. He doesn't check the one on Instagram. No, no, I don't. Uh, he, he only found out earlier that he can see the account. <laughs> <laughs> It, was, it didn't even exist according to him 40 minutes ago. <laughs> I'm not on Instagram a lot, to be honest. I don't use... Because I don't like... I'm, I'm not a very good photographer. And so every time I go on Instagram, I'm reminded that I what feel like an outlier. What best medium? My best medium? Oh, Because TikTok's I, I, come up recently, and that's more no, short videos. That's not for that me. up your alley? Videos and pictures so, probably aren't my thing. Writing a letter. Email. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, Dom's TikToks and Instagrams are pretty crap, but have you ever got an email from him? <laughs> Although there was that time early on in Collective Down where you did have to take control of the email account off me. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think the bosses liked cheers, mate, at the end of oh, the shut email up. from an 18-year-old. I, I didn't say that. I did not do it that. It wasn't far off. It was I, not far off. But I did email them perhaps too often. And that's fair to say. But Zach needed to step in there. Uh, anyway, so what's he whistling? I have chosen this one. But yes, if you have a TV theme, please send it through once you've guessed this week's one. We'll do TV themes for a little while just to keep it fresh. And then maybe um, we can mix it up after that. National anthems, maybe. I could do national anthems. Yeah. I certainly could do three national anthems, I reckon. I could do America's, Australia's, and New Zealand's. But I can work on the rest. That might be a nice... Okay, well, don't... No, mm -hmm. what are you doing? Don't what? stop. No, no, no. Don't I was just going to say. The three ones that you can do. That's not going to be a very entertaining game. <laughs> well, I was going to say, if we're still doing this podcast when the Olympics would have been on, maybe national anthems mm. then. But, but the, world. the look in your eyes of us still doing this in late July didn't look promising. We'll see. Well, it's live from lockdown. That's <laughs> yeah. what we've committed to. <laughs> I mean, how true. are we going to know when lockdown ends? That's going to be a conversation for the next podcast. Yeah. When it's are we going to determine lockdown ending? Because in Queensland now, you're allowed to go to the shops. Um, yeah, you can drive 150 you know, kilometers tomorrow. Can you? When is it 150 tomorrow? Tomorrow, yeah. From midnight tonight, you can oh, go 150 yes. kilometers away from home. So I can go surfing. I will be probably yeah. this weekend. My lovely. Okay, so what's he whistling? Here we go. <clears throat> That's all you'll need on that one. Can't make it too easy. Yeah, I thought that was uh, that, that was one of my better ones. I'm glad I'm making it to TV themes. That's been long overdue, I think. Is that song on your Spotify? It is, yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> is it the TV version or is it like a musician doing a cover? It's the TV version. <laughs> oh, Dom, do you actually listen to that? <laughs> I have listened to it. I could understand an artist doing a cover, but no, the no. actual TV jingle. <laughs> I've binge-watched that show. I loved it. It's great. They're still making it, I think, actually. Yep. Guys, thanks for listening. That's all the time we have for Life from Lockdown. We tried to keep it shorter. I started to wrap this up at 30 minutes, but now at 45. <laughs> so a third of the podcast was us wrapping it up. I, yep. uh, we'll be back in a couple of days. Have a good weekend. Stay safe. Thanks for listening. Bye.